Hello everyone and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Stack to E podcast. In this episode we have with us uh, Raju Kandasamy who's a lead consultant at Hotworks and he has been doing a lot of work with uh, reinforcement learning XR and robotics so I wanted to have a chat with him to understand as someone who is uh, personally not really used or even dabbled into reinforcement learning understand a bit more about what reinforcement learning is all about and also get an understanding of how and where he is applying it to ar vr and uh, robotics kind of applications or or beyond those applications as well right so i wanted to talk about it and learn bit about it as well hey thank you raju uh, welcome to the podcast uh, hey thanks manoj sure and thanks for taking the time as well and uh, can we start by talking a bit about yourself can you talk about uh, you and the work that you have been doing and probably lead up to the current work that you are doing sure manoj uh, uh, um i'm raju kandasamy i'm working uh, with thoughtworks as a lead consultant uh, right now i'm working in the space of xr uh, known as uh, extended reality in thoughtworks um, prior to thoughtworks i was running uh, my own startups uh, two of them uh, one was uh, in the field of xr which produced vr experiences and uh, other was um, uh, in the field of industrial robotics where we built and deployed a cartesian robot as a product for uh, industrial applications um, overall i have uh, two decades of experience in it a uh, few years on and off uh, uh, with machines and robotics um, and i have masters in software systems from bits planning that's about me all right thanks for that introduction and so let's talk into uh, let's like get into the primary topic of the podcast right? so can we just to be on the same pitch can we talk about what is reinforcement learning and at a higher level like how does it fit into the whole machine learning la- landscape and i think the latest current buzzes around mostly around deep learning and all that right so how does it differentiate itself from deep learning so what are the key takeaways here and co- probably you could also help us distinguish what, uh, what is reality and what is uh, buzzwords here okay i'll start with the simplest question that is uh, what is reinforcement learning okay so in in uh, simpler terms uh, it's a behavioral enforcement or uh, correction te- uh, techniques that we humans uh, already follow in our day to day life uh, for example uh, to appreciate a good behavior we give chocolates to the kids and to correct a bad behavior we make the child uh, you know um, uh, write an imposition or uh, something like that right um so this is our uh, rewarding mechanism similarly in uh, machine learning uh, reinforcement learning is a technique where we rigorously train a neural network uh, to take uh, autonomous decisions by uh, behavioral uh, enforcement or uh, correction uh, a simplest example would be uh, in the game of chess where uh, the number of moves or actions are predefined and we need to assess the state of the chess board and make our uh, next move so if you need to build an artificial intelligence that could play the game you know game of chess then re- reinforcement learning is the way to go so uh, in a nutshell i'll, I'll just put us in simpler words uh, uh, reinforcement learning is made of three basic building blocks okay the first being neural network i'm not going to deep dive into the building blocks uh, so just a basic understanding is good enough for you to get started so the uh three building blocks for reinforcement learning the first one being neural network the second one is uh, a deep learning algorithm and the third one and the important of uh, all three is a statistical uh, modeling technique called uh, mdp uh, markov decision process uh, uh 
in out of these three neural network and uh, deep learning uh, you know doesn't need any introduction because that's already empty number of uh, resources available out there where you can go ahead and uh, you know learn learn yourself i'll just uh, you know touch upon this mdp which is the key um, uh, point which you need to you know understand better in order to use uh, you know in reinforcement learning uh, effectively um markov decision process has uh, you know three key elements the first is the environment the second is uh, a set of possible actions then the third is a agent and there is a fourth one uh, which is called a reward okay um so uh, to to put uh, all these four in uh, in 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 uh, uh, relative terminology uh, the environment is to be observed and depending upon the state of the environment there is a set of actions to be made and the agent will take an action and for the action taken the agent will receive a reward let's take the example of chess which we touched upon earlier we have a chess board and assume that we are in the mid of the game where you the, the players have already made moves and uh, uh, now the current state of the chess board is very unique okay uh, with respect to uh, the positions of the pawns at the different places and this is what we called uh, what we call an environment and uh, the state of the environment and there are possible what are the possible actions the possible actions are the pawn movements the next possible pawn movements what is the um, uh, the agent is nothing but the player uh, if the a is playing playing it then the a will be called as an agent what would be the reward when the a plays makes the move um the checkmate or the capture is the reward okay but if the capture or checkmate is by the opponent then it becomes the penalty okay so by using this mdp and uh, uh, deep learning uh, a reinforcement learning you know it can build an ai uh, and make uh, automatic uh, decisions uh, so that's that's uh, about uh, you know uh, reinforcement uh, reinforcement learning in a nutshell uh to uh, bring this reinforcement learning to a overall picture of uh, you know machine learning so machine learning typically it has uh, you know uh, three major categories supervised learning unsupervised learning and then comes the uh, uh, reinforcement learning so the fun uh, thing about uh, reinforcement learning is that nobody gave it an, uh, enough attention uh, uh, like the the first two supervised and also unsupervised uh, learning whenever you say machine learning uh, everyone you quickly jump in, jump into conclusion like it, it would be either uh, you know supervised learning and or unsupervised learning but this reinforcement learning started gaining at attention after a particular event in in the year 2015 uh, there was an artificial intelligent uh, ai built by google which was named alphago this alphago has beaten a go champion in record time so this alphago go was built using uh, reinforcement learning that was the moment in uh, time when this entire reinforcement uh, learning received a buzz it doesn't mean that it got invented at that particular point in time the reinforcement learning was there from 1950s it's just that it was not you know uh, widely popular or not being used uh, you know uh, widely this was the you know historical moment where uh, you know people got recognized oh 
so this stuff is really capable right you are and alpha go, uh, go is a you know a real complex uh, a game like chess even even complex compl uh, complexer than uh, you know chess so if a can beat a uh, um, uh, you know world class player then it has got the capability right so uh, that's how you know um, the reinforcement learning you know started gaining attention in the uh, 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 machine learning picture yeah thanks rajo i think that set a lot of context on uh, reinforcement learning is i think i could make uh, some methodology out of it so uh, just to touch up on that last point right so how do you um, there is also neural networks involved here but how does it compare to deep learning uh, or is it even there's no so, point even comparing it because it's like also a part of it yeah so reinforcement uh, learning dates older than uh, deep learning okay it can exist even without uh, deep, deep learning but the current scenario all the implementation including alpha go uh, it makes use of uh, deep learning uh, as a building block so that's what i described earlier uh, uh, when you start learning uh, reinforcement learning uh, the three building blocks are uh, neural network uh, deep learning and then mdp markov decision process so deep learning is uh, integral part of uh, rl uh, uh, so what it enables the deep learning actually enables reinforcement learning to model uh, complex uh, problem scenarios uh, so for example if let's let's take a, a case of um, uh, you know autonomous driving right so the autonomous uh, driving has several uh, problems to be solved like uh, lane detection um, uh, obstacle detection moving extra obstacle detection uh, detection um, uh, object detection uh, automatic parking right so all, it has got several uh, things so you pick up one particular uh, uh problem uh, space say lane detection right see this lane detection itself has got a lot of uh, 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 nuances and problems uh, to it every country has its own way of you know representing lanes right um, uh, some of them uh, are uh, you know painted some of them not painted at all you know some of them goes by width of the road uh, mm -hmm. right uh, in in some countries there are no road at all right so th so this is a very complex uh, problem to model so this is where the deep learning comes into picture where it enables reinforcement learning uh, to model these complex scenarios in much better way by providing additional hidden layers so that the problem space can be better modeled and uh, in mdp as i uh, already told you uh, mdp works uh, based on uh, Uh, this reward model um, whenever uh, there is a successful uh, uh, completion or successful action taken uh, the mdp re receives a reward okay or if the action is a failure then it gets a penalty uh, the way this reward or penalty is uh, you know uh, stored in the neural network uh, is by back propagating okay hey listen for the last action that you have given me this is the reward that i got now you go ahead and uh, you know correct your uh, neural network in such a way that in the future actions that i take i get more of this reward okay this is how where the deep learning comes into picture where it takes the reward and back propagates adjusts the neural network's weights models the entire problem scenario in a optimized way so that the next action will always give you a better uh, chance of getting the reward so that's how yeah it it fits into the picture could make sense i think that gives a pretty good uh, picture on where 
RL sits in the whole uh, ML landscape and how it compares with deep learning. I think, yeah, that was pretty useful. So, uh, like we have mentioned, your primary area of work is in XR, which is AR and VR. I assume, right? And uh, into robotics, right? So, can you talk a bit about how we are using RL into it and how how bigger picture does RL take within these areas that you are uh, working on? Okay. um uh, so before we i get into the space of uh, xr uh, so i'll introduce one more key term called uh, digital twin okay uh, so um let's take the case of this uh, autonomous uh, vehicles which is uh, driverless cars right uh, let's let's take this problem space so if you are uh, solving a problem of say automated parking okay so in the automated parking uh, scenario the uh, driverless car or the ai artificial intelligence has to detect an empty parking slot mm-hmm. then from the current position it has to automatically drive itself to the uh, empty uh, parking slot okay this is the uh, uh, problem uh, uh, scenario right so if i have to train the ai to you know solve this problem uh earlier you know prior to reinforcement learning uh, you have to set up a, a a real world parking lot and you need to set up uh, a within uh, a real uh, car and make it uh, you know observe the parameters and uh, someone need to manually drive uh, and record the actions and uh, you know train the ai this is how it it used to happen but in this scenario the problem is that one is that the setting up a uh, uh, duplicate or a fake uh, environment uh, is really really costly and in the case of accidents right uh, you know the damage the damage costs are really high and the time takes to resume the training right uh, it, it is really larger so to address this problem uh, effectively uh, recently you know the industry started moving towards a term called uh, digital twins to digital twins are nothing but uh, they are uh, they simulate the real world environment but in the digital space okay but they will have uh, the real world uh, uh, physics attributes like gravity acceleration velocity mass uh so all these uh, will be uh, you know simulated but they will exist as a uh, in the in the digital form the car itself will be there in the digital form it will still have mass it will still have uh, uh, it will still react to the gravity it will accelerate it will break right so all these uh, things can be modeled and the entire parking lot scenario can be built within the uh, simulation system now this is what we call as uh, digital twin the uh, tool or technology that enables to create a digital twin is the xr extended reality extended reality tools is where you you know start cooking up this virtual environments the simulation environments like okay this particular parking slot has 100 slots and uh, in this uh, slot for every episode there will be uh, you know 30 cars randomly parked and there will be two or three uh, cars moving and there will be moving uh, human beings across the parking lot so this uh, simulation or creating the digital twin xr is the space wherein this uh, uh, digital twins are uh, created then then comes the uh, training framework so the xr environments nowadays uh, uh, like uh, unity and uh, unreal engine they have their uh, you know their own uh, you know ml training frameworks you hook that ml training frameworks they where they hook to this digital twin 
once you start simulating they will start learning from the simulated environment so what this enables us to do is quickly set up the simulation environment quickly train the ui and in case of accidents uh, you know the uh, there are no damages because everything happens virtually right it's it's all simulation there are no damage the time to recover it's just a split seconds so building the ai is ai is really super quick and you are able to do that without uh, spending uh, even a penny uh, on the ground but this is the first level where you train the ai ultimately once the ai gets trained you need to uh, take it to the um, uh, next uh, you know uh, controlled environment that is definitely there but the problem of uh, you know doing it at the first level itself is uh, solved you might have already heard that uh, you know you uber is uh, has built a fake city the entire city uh, to train its uh, autonomous autonomous vehicles but in that in that case also uber has first uh, you know trained the ai using simulated uh, environments uh, using xr and then only they deployed it to the fake city so this is how you know rl actually saves a lot of uh, cost and time for uh, robotics and uh, autonomous vehicles all right so uh, a question that i have is i mean i mean it made a lot of sense that we are using xr to actually simulate the environment i think uh, when i was thinking of what are the applications it's now it's flipping it around right this actually becomes part of the training now right so yes. that made a lot of sense which is something i was wondering about uh, but so there are also other cars in that environment for example the car parking scenario right so how are they simulated uh, like like there's some sort of a, like a chicken egg kind of thing right so if uh, i'm going so, to park say someone other car yeah. is also coming to park what is going to happen there so that's where this mdp comes into picture uh, markov decision process right in markov decision process uh, uh, there is an environment and there is an agent agent is nothing but the ai the environment can contain anything environment can man environment can model a moving human being a moving cars uh, trees barriers obstacles uh, everything even water anything uh, and everything under the sun can be you know simulated uh, uh, in the in the environment in the digital plane all right okay got it so uh, it's going to become uh, like a factor of how how complicated the simulation system can be yes. also then yes yes okay makes a lot of sense and then uh, going uh, so does that now lead into robotics which is the actual application of it or uh, or what are the primary applications that you are working in the robotics uh, area or is it purely about uh, rl into things like autonomous driving that you are focusing on autonomous driving and uh, robotics are just uh, you know the few samples in which uh, reinforcement learning can be uh, hmm. can be applied Uh, but there are uh, other scenarios uh, i think that uh, we can talk about uh, uh, later later part in this uh, session uh, but right now uh, you know digital twins is the space uh, you know uh, where xr and uh, reinforcement learning are gelling together to make the artificial intelligence all right and uh, so so generally when someone is uh, trying to start working with rl and with simulating the environment so what are the actual problems i i suppose there is obviously going to be some mismatch between the simulated environment and the actual environment yes. that is going to be obvious uh, problem so what are the other challenges and are, are there being cases where historically or like as we start to implement it we are finding that there could be cases where it doesn't work well in the real world uh, what's your take on those and what's your personal experience on such things uh, 
yeah a plus on to that uh, manoj because the challenge uh, with simulation and the real world scenario if not carefully uh, executed uh, you know can can cause lot of damage uh, take the case of autonomous vehicle itself you know however good you model you always may or uh, can miss out uh, important real world uh, element okay so that's where uh, modeling the environment and the problem statement makes uh, really really uh, important uh, say for example let's take the uh, case of uh, autonomous parking okay you model the parking space you model the moving cars uh, you modeled uh, um, uh, you know cars uh, uh, allotted in the parking slot and uh, everything but you forgot to bring the concept of moving human beings in the parking lot okay you forgot to simulate that ai has learned it now you deployed that into your real world environment it could this can even cause you know casualty right so it becomes really really important to really producing the ai is not a big deal it's just a plain computing power and time but modeling the problem what are all the uh, features that are going into the uh, environment what what is the state that we are giving the ai to observe all these things will make a real uh, difference uh, when uh, training uh, um, uh, rl and that is going to be the challenge because that needs uh, the uh, expertise uh, for that particular area the autonomous vehicle is just one sample sample that i'm throwing at but if you take uh, other samples like it is being uh, now applied to uh, sectors like uh, finance as well stock market stock broking right and if you don't know stock broking and the nuances and futures mm-hmm. that comes into stock broking right your model might fail in the real time so it really uh, really important that you bring the expertise on that field and combined with uh, rl that you can provide a convincing uh, artificial intelligence Okay. So, um, so I didn't uh, know or realize that the 2015 AlphaGo thing was what made RL more like a bust term that everyone was talking about. So, with that in mind, and now we are five years into it already, and obviously, just like machine learning, neural networks were also like existing for a long time, and now more recent with recent advances, they started getting popularity again, right? So, I think that is a similar scenario as well. But where do we see the whole RL landscape evolving towards in the next five, ten years? and uh, do we expect it to be like as powerful as what we are thinking it to be are, are we going to see sort of like a, a what they call as ai winter right sort that kind of equivalent going ahead where do you think what, what's your gut feel on things okay uh, so um i'm not seeing uh, you know rl as an independent entity that it can you know um, uh, will take over uh, something and uh, you know make a make a big deal uh, Mm-hmm. it is going to be always a combination of things you know rl combined with uh, cnn rl combined with supervised mm-hmm. learning okay that it's going to be like that even in the case of if you take uh, the autonomous uh, driving uh, uh, sample uh, you know object uh, detection and classification needs uh, supervised or unsupervised learning okay so uh, it is also uh, always going to be a mixture of uh, uh, you know technologies or uh, you know uh, there will be trade offs Uh, so right now rl is uh, you know we see it's being extensively used in the fields of gaming and uh, robotics as we already uh, you know mentioned and it has started to you know find its application space as i mentioned in the space of finance uh, especially in uh, stock broking uh, scenarios um, and also in the uh, retail segment 
retail segment is using RL to make uh, recommendation engines in the e-commerce portals. So what is that recommendation that I can make to this user so that the chances of uh, the user buying uh, from one of the recommendation is high. That's where RL comes into play and it's really, really smart at it. And uh, so these are all the places where, you know, RL is already started making a difference and uh, we see, you know, a lot of adoption uh, in this space. Even the Netflix application that you day-to-day uh, -day use, right? The movie recommendations are coming out of RL. Okay. You know, observing your watching habit, you know, RL produce the, produces the, uh, uh, you know, the recommendations. So the recommendations engines are, uh, you know, more and more built using uh, RL. Uh, so I see definitely RL has a promise for the uh, near future, you know, the next five years. Uh, for a long term, uh, we already see that RL might even find a space in the medical and the healthcare uh, sector in the space of uh, telemedicine telemedicine uh, applications and uh, uh, there is uh, the possibilities are more that you you uh, you are going to be or you may be talking to an ai to prescribe or diagnose your medical condition in telemedicine i think 2020 is accelerating that yes <laughs> yes 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 so these things used to be there in different forms they called expert systems in the past but uh, they were all failures because mm -hmm. they they were all you know algorithm driven and uh, you know they had uh, a lot of flaws into it but rl comes uh, with the uh, you know power of uh, you know behavioral correction and enforcement right so with all the data that is available out there uh, for on the telemedicine and things uh, you know we can use that data to train a, uh, an ai which can you know prescribe you or diagnose you for your uh, medical condition uh, over the air the possibilities are more but it will take uh, a bit of a long term like like a decade that i would uh, put it but the earlier you start, uh, you know, you have uh, the you know advantage of uh, you know making it a reality. All right. So um, just a question around, like, if someone is interested in RL or even to see what it is all about, right? What would be a course or hands-on activity that they could try, which is like very easy to approach, so that like someone can try it out and see what it is about at a very high level. I know that like in 2018 or 19, AWS introduced that RL car or something. For as part of their AWS uh, RL training service, they also so started selling a car, right? but I don't think that made a lot of traction also. Is there anything similar to that? Anything else that someone could actually try out and use? Yes, definitely. Um, so the, for the starters, I uh, really recommend uh, Unity. Unity is a game engine. And the best way to learn um, you know, RL is by developing games. Uh, that okay. is uh, where it really excels at. And by games, you mean uh, the AI that a player has to face? Is yes, that what yes, you're talking yes. about now? Okay. Yes, yes. You can you can uh, design your own board game, hmm. maybe chess yeah. or chess-like board games, where hmm. uh, you know AI plays uh, as an opponent. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You can you can cook up uh, games like that. Uh, even not only those cases, but. Uh, uh, cases like uh, you build a board game and uh, where the AI can suggest your next move. Hmm. Right, uh, there is a help option oh, uh, which is always provided hmm. by right. So uh, traditionally, all these recommendations were given by uh, you know algorithm-driven, uh, uh, which uh, you know observe the state of board using graph models. Right, uh, they are yeah. really really computationally uh, intensive, yeah. and it, that will take a lot of time. Hmm. But RL models can you know solve it like just like that. Hmm. So that is the best place you can start, and uh, Unity. 
provides uh, you know free tutorials on this uh, unity has a framework called the ml agents and uh, how to use ml agents by building a game that is already there um, learn.unity.com uh, right. this is the uh, uh, url you can visit it uh, and it's free um, after it used to be a premium uh, service but uh, uh, in the covid period they made it free to make uh, you know people to upskill okay. their uh, uh, thing so it's available it's free you can uh, get your hands dirty with it i'm recommending game uh, because that's the quickest way you can learn because it's mm. fun right mm. okay. all that it takes is not more than one or two days right. two days you will be up and running on this okay so uh, you were mentioning about it not being very computationally intensive and all right so that reminded me to ask a question around uh, we see that apple and google are making a push for uh, having like tensorflow core ml etc on mobile right and a lot of thing times we see that even during the iphone announcement with the chip and all a lot of focus is on running ml on the device right has there been a similar push to enable rl is there anything specific that is needed what what is what is what uh, is happening in that area on running rl on a mobile device and all that there's nothing rl to uh, this this is more a statement for the neural network okay mm-hmm. so it's about uh, you know persisting the uh, persisting the uh, train the okay. okay see rl is a training methodology okay yeah. it, it allows you to train it the result of the training you save it as a neural network so yeah. that's where uh, things like tensorflow pytorch mm-hmm. and uh, things like that comes into picture where they are the ones which construct the neural network uh, the uh, it is the building block and they are persisted in the mm-hmm. uh, uh, storage uh, as as models right uh, so tensorflow and pytorch being the uh, you know um, uh, popular ones running them uh, running these uh, trained models in mobile is really a challenge i i would mm-hmm. agree the ones that run in the uh, computers will not run in the mobile because uh, of the arm uh, architecture and the limited uh, you know uh, processor power that is available there but the tensorflow has uh, really really made a real push towards this and they have something called a tf lite you can yeah. uh, convert all your uh, tf models into tf lite models which are meant for mobile and um, ml core is also such a push uh, so they they are all mobile opt- optimized uh, storage models of ai uh, immaterial of you know whether you are do, uh, training with the so uh, you know yeah. supervised learning or rl so all those efforts will automatically carry over to rl also yes. yeah makes sense yeah okay got it so um, i think uh, i have had all the questions around rl to be asked so could you touch upon the robotics work that you are doing anything to talk about at i level there uh, what what is your uh, primary focus in that area uh, so in the robotics the primary area of uh, focus is uh, object detection Uh, mm-hmm. so in the industrial uh, use cases um, uh, even if you deploy a robot the challenge is that uh, when the product configuration changes you need to reprogram the robot okay mm-hmm. uh, for instance uh, take a simple pick and place robot which takes an object from one uh, conveyor belt and, and put yeah. it in the another conveyor yeah. uh, for the robot to recognize so it 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 makes use of the gripper right it has to grip at the right uh, pressure so that it can pick the object and place it what if the dimension of the object changes mm-hmm. right it has to you know make that uh, adjustment and uh, also make the adjustment to detect the object and also mm-hmm. it has to detect an uh, orientation of the object it has to you know pick and place it in a sorted or 
uh, arrange it in a particular order in the uh, you know um, uh, package then it has to detect the orientation of the product that is coming in so all these are the problems that are being uh, solved in the uh, uh, robotic space where rl comes into play is in the sorting uh, um, uh, sorting behaviors so you can uh, you know reward uh, the rl if it sorts sorts its correct correctly if it detects the orientation correctly if it sorts wrongly then you give a penalty so it learns right uh, so that sorting and uh, packaging is a very good um uh, problem space to be solved by rl all right got it yeah thanks again rajo i think you gave a pretty good uh, intro for me at least and for a lot of folks probably listening also a good intro to rl um, i think you have given me some things to try out also so thanks a lot again thanks for taking the time uh, yeah any any other closing thoughts from your side uh thanks manoj i think uh, that's a really really fantastic uh, uh, setup to share uh, this uh, with the with the uh, community uh appreciate your time and the uh, uh, opportunity thank you sure thanks thanks to you also and uh, good luck with the work that you are continuing to do on rl robotics yeah looks interesting as well and uh, interesting to see where you are in next few years and what you are trying out thanks, thanks. and see you see you